after infection, up to five days after an infection, there are no specific uh, clinical signs that could be uh, manifested that could be classical for African swine fever. In fact, uh, a part of, uh, of, of elevated body temperatures, there are no specific clinical signs. But after that, the, the first death uh, peak was, was identified in the um, uh, first experimental group. We also identify that the infection of, of pigs is possible with five uh, units of the virus. Uh, so it's it, the, the titer used for infection of pigs could be really low. So this is the second and I think very important message for veterinarians, for farmers that uh, also the, the spread, the potential introduction of the virus to, to the farm, to the barn, it's possible with uh, very little uh, dose of the virus. Hello, I'm Peter Best. Welcome to Meet the Expert, the podcast brought to you by Beringer Ingelheim on swine health management in practice. In this episode of Meet the Expert, we're in Poland to interview Professor Greg Wozniakowski, who is head of the Department of Swine Diseases at the National Veterinary Institute in Spilawi. He's also director of Poland's National Reference Laboratory on African Swine Fever. And in fact, it's African Swine Fever we'll be talking about in this podcast. Specifically, the diagnostic techniques available to use for the African Swine Fever virus, and also some new information about infectivity that has emerged from a Polish study published in 2020. Professor Wozniakowski, thank you for being our guest. Uh, can we begin with possibilities for early diagnosis, please? Um, an early detection of the possibility of African swine fever on a farm is always going to be helpful, of course, and you obviously need to involve the farmer in that. Do you have any advice for your farmers about any particular signs they should look out for to be aware that ASF may be present? Yeah, of course. So, so um, the most important clinical sign is elevated body temperature over 41.5 degrees, so a fever observed. Uh, but it, also this is uh, ASF is slow, slow spreading disease. That, it's, that means that it's not observed in, uh, in, a, in all pigs from particular age uh, groups, groups but, but it could be observed in a, in a single pig, for instance, for, uh, for some time. Then, uh, but in general, the first clinical signs could be observed five days after infection. Sometimes uh, the, the evident clinical signs may be not observed, but after a few days, after five to nine days, other clinical signs uh, could be observed, like cyanosis of ears and and, and cyanosis of, of of body. What is the most um, important clinical sign in in in, in uh, course of African swine fever? But also, uh, differential diagnosis should be taken into account because other diseases may have a similar clinical picture, like erysipelas, pers, or pseudorabies. So uh, also, it's important to to exclude the potential infectious infection with African swine fever, and this this could be done so far only by by official reference laboratories. Which one of these is located in uh, in in Pulavi in Poland? 
I see. And, uh, so, yeah, please, you continue. Yeah, and regarding the diagnostic techniques, uh, probably you, you, you may be also interested that the, the first uh, recommended technique for which is uh, dedicated to notification of genetic material of the virus in, in bloods and tissues of, of dead uh, infected uh, animals, uh, infected pigs, it, it's real-time uh, PCR, and the method is detecting uh, it's capable to detect the virus in uh, particular tissues of infected animals uh, just after um, one day uh, from from infection so it's uh, highly se sensitive and specific uh, other methods are also recommended and uh, there are notes from the past from the epidemic of african swine fever in in spain in 70s and 80s and uh, th these are mainly serological Metastological assays like ELISA or uh, other methods, immunoperoxidase assay or immunoblot. But these methods are, are, are useful for identification of specific antibodies in, uh, in a sera of, of um, infected animals. And also the, the specificity could be from 95 to, to 100%. So they are less uh, important when it comes to, to early diagnosis, but they are important for epidemiological investigation and to answer the question how long the virus was active in, a, for instance, in, in a affected holding of pigs. I see. Now, would there be any chance of a very early or fast diagnosis? You mentioned uh, blood examination for, and how quickly that can give some result. Uh, I, I'm aware that there have been produced some test strips to use in, in the pen of the barn uh, where you could uh, do some early examination. Have you any experience of using such procedures? Well, yes. Well, this is the one of the, the the highest interest when it comes to development of of diagnostic of of many infectious diseases of pigs, including African swine fever. But in case of of notifiable disease like classical swine fever or African swine fever, the most important is official diagnosis in in a reference laboratory or nominated laboratories by by CVO. But in fact, yes, indeed, the, the, the strips and on-site tests are currently developed and produced in many countries. And they, what can I say? They, they, are, they are good in a preliminary diagnosis. So if, if for instance, farmer uh, have some uh, suspicion when it comes to, to potential, um, um, potential infection with, with African swine fever, it's possible to, to apply such kind of test because they are cheap, they are easy to, uh, to use. Uh, the interpretation of, 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 of the results are also quite, quite easy because it's based on the appearance or lack of uh, the specific bands uh, on, uh, on a pen, pen, pen site uh, form of, of, of such tests, but in fact they are not 100% um, uh, reliable and, and uh, such methods are obtained by, by fast tests, so-called uh, uh, lateral flow dipstick tests or pen site tests uh, should be um, confirmed and verified by uh, by official methods recommended by OIE or by European Reference Laboratory in, in Spain. So confirmed in the laboratory, yes. Yeah, and just exactly. to complete that, though, these test strips, if a farmer did do such things, what sample would he be testing, please? Mm -hmm. Of course. Uh, 
as I mentioned before, the, the best uh, tissue, the best kind of sample is blood collected directly from suspicious um, animals. Uh, then uh, from, from dead animals, the bet, best uh, choice is to collect uh, the, uh, the tissues, uh, namely some, some, some um, pieces of, of tissues like spleen uh, or kidney, uh, because um, also when it comes to, to evidence at the necropsy and also after um, post-mortem examination, there are uh, the, the most uh, important uh, um, lesions are observed in uh, in a spleen and also in kidney. So the spleen could be enlarged uh, many times, up to ten times larger in comparison to healthy pig. And also there the, uh, are uh, different uh, points for C of necrosis in in uh, kidneys uh, observed, like a uh, petty hair. So uh, it's uh, the most important tissues also when it comes to. Uh, diagnosis using uh, laboratory methods. So the first one is blood, then spleen, and uh, and 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 uh, kidney. Yes, thanks. Now uh, I've got to take you back because you you referred to some of your own work earlier on, and uh, I believe that there has been the study that you and your colleagues have published a new study in in. 2020, right. in which you infected some pigs experimentally to assess the results of the infection. What was the main aim of your study, please? Well, we, we tried to, to figure out what is the, the virulence of the recently isolated African swine fever uh, virus strains uh, from, from the territory of Poland, from white boar and from pigs. And we, we determined the, the pathogenicity of the isolated strain and also we would like to, to figure out what, what, what was the, um, the minimal dose which, which is um, capable to infect pigs and to reproduce the clinical science in, uh, in uh, experimental groups. So we, we found a very, a very important aspect. The first one is, as I mentioned at the beginning, that after infection, up to five days after infection, there are no specific uh, clinical signs that could be uh, manifested that could be classical for African swine fever. In fact, uh, a part of, uh, of, of elevated body temperatures, there are no specific clinical signs. But after that, the, the first death uh, peak was, was identified in the um, uh, first experimental group. We also identified that the infection of, of peaks, it's possible with five uh, units of the virus uh, so it's it, uh, the, the titer used for infection of pigs could be really low. So this is the second and I think very important message for veterinarians, for farmers, that uh, also the, the spread, the potential introduction of the virus to, to the farm, to the barn, it's possible with uh, very little uh, dose of the virus. And put into context for me, if you will, that doses of five units, would that yeah. be something that would depend on intranasal infection or direct contact or aerosol? Such a, a low dosage, how would it have to reach the pig, if you understand me? Yeah, exactly. Well, the, we also wanted to, to figure out whether it's possible to infect uh, the pigs by by intranasal um, infection and indeed this this route it's also important that in spread of ISF because so far there are not um, not complete results from from the infections uh, through through aerosols and through 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 airborne 
uh, route and we we just we have the evidence that th this is possible uh, so um, of course five five uh, units of the virus is, is very little so uh, we, we believe that that this may show that um, well, also other routes of infection should be taken into account. And uh, this is also something, uh, another aspect, the most important aspect for uh, biosecurity rules. Would the dosage explain the difference in clinical forms? In other words, would five units produce a, a lesser clinical effect than if there was a high dosage? Rather, rather, rather not. Rather, we observe the, the same clinical course uh, in uh, under, not dependent from from the, the primary dose of the virus, titer of the virus used for 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 infection. But in in fact, you you tackle the important issue related to uh, different virulence of uh, of the strains of African swine fever. So currently in Poland. We have only very virulent strains of African swine fever, which uh, cause well, close to 100% of mortality of infected pigs or wild boar. But in fact, there are different variants of the virus found, for instance, in Baltic states, uh, probably also in, in Russia, that, are, that they, they have moderate virulence and they may lead to, uh, to the subclinical or also chronic form of the disease. And in our experiment, we observe um, uh, something interesting uh, phenomenon because in one infected pig, we observe chronic form of disease. So that pig survived until the 32nd day of, uh, of experiment and uh, showed the, the classical chronic course of African swine fever, which is not normally, it's not on, on observed. Uh, during uh, identification of new outbreaks in in pigs, but of course uh, such such course of disease has been um, uh, described in the past by, uh, for instance, by colleagues from uh, from Spain, from reference laboratories, also from from their experience with uh, animal trials. So uh, we that it, it was very nice. We also could observe the other clinical course, not not only acute form of the disease, but also chronic form. And this showed that in some conditions, the the animals, uh, including uh, suits like like pigs or white boar, uh, may may persist, uh, survive the infection. Ah, indeed. So you saw acute and chronic. Did you also see subacute or less less acute or whatever you care to say that sort of middle ground is where the the signs were slightly less than for acute? Mm -hmm. uh, did you see that in your samples? Yeah, yes, indeed. We, we observed also, in, in, for instance, in second uh, experimental group infected with 500 doses of, of the virus, we observed both acute form and subacute uh, form of disease. But uh, in, in fact, it's, it's extremely difficult to differentiate, differentiate between the particular clinical sites, which were different between these uh, two uh, clinical forms uh, it could it could be related to the occurrence of of, of the fever in uh, infected pigs uh, um, uh, later than for instance in in acute form uh, so it's it's possible but the 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 border between the two two kinds of of, of the course of disease it, it's uh, it's difficult to estimate
Now, you were using an isolate which was highly virulent, I understand. So in your particular experiment, the virulence of the isolate was the same for each of the pigs experimentally infected. The dosage differed. Um, what else could have affected the outcome? I'm just trying to think. You only use, you used nasal, inf intranasal infection. Uh, I don't know. What was the age of the pig? Was that relevant at all? Well, yes, the, the pigs were uh, six, six, six week uh, old. Uh, so also we, before the animal trial, we also performed uh, the diagnosis of other potential uh, co-infection yes. of pigs, but we excluded other uh, co-infections. But, but in, uh, to be honest, at the farm level, in um, the well, field level, everything is possible because, because there are many co-infections with other infectious uh, agents. So, in fact, clinical course could be even different than in in this um, uh, example of, of described uh, animal trial in, in our paper. Yeah. Now, as far as you would say from your study then, the main points would be that a very low dose rate uh, would be sufficient to create an infection, but uh, then also that uh, there can be different clinical outcomes, which are re uh, uh, regardless of the virulence or the dosage. So the, there can be a range of clinical outcomes uh, on, uh, even under those conditions. Uh, so are, are those the main points or are there other points you would like to emphasize? Well, I, I think I, I, I mentioned about the most important points of, uh, of, of, of this animal trial and, and uh, the outcome of, of, of the, the results. Uh, but in fact, we, we were really surprised that as low as, as five uh, doses of the virus, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's enough to, uh, to reproduce clinical course of the disease right. and i think it's it's the most important in in conditions of in of poland or or the different uh, other affected countries of baltic states or recently also in the in the past years romania or bulgaria this is the most important message how to prevent uh, potential spread of ASF from the population of infected uh, free-ranging animals infected wild boars to the population of domestic pigs now, okay, how would they react to that information to prevent that spread, in your view? How, how can they take that uh, information about the low dosage? and What should they be doing to protect their, their domestic pigs? Well, this is a very complicated question because at the end, uh, talking about uh, the basics of, of the biosecurity to, to pig producers, it's... Uh, complex issue because uh, sometimes it's uh, difficult to convince that the, the most um, uh, the most obvious uh, procedures and regarding to, to, to biosecurity and some some uh, some habits are, are crucial to prevent the uh, spread of, uh, of the virus to, to the uh, to the pig holding and so at the end I think uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of, of this um, uh, of this interview, the most important is awareness, and we are also we are doing our best to organize campaigns to to present also our results from our animal trials to to make them more um, 
consciousness about uh, the potential uh, infectivity of the virus, uh, potential danger of ASF, which may virtually occur in uh, in any peak holding. Should they use that information in the routine monitoring and surveillance? Well. Uh, Yes, but in fact, the, the supervision of, of, the, of the particular farm uh, is done by, by, uh, by veterinarians. So this is also very important uh, information for field veterinarians to be aware for some, uh, maybe sometimes not specific clinical signs that may suggest infection with, with others, uh, other big diseases, which may be cured with, with antibiotics, for, for instance, erysiparas, uh, but, but to, to make them also aware that uh, sometimes the, the elevated temperature in a, in a single peak may, may be something, uh, maybe the first clinical sign or the, the beginning of, of the outbreak of infection. Well, could we, uh, because we have many field veterinarians as among among our listeners, Dr. Wozniakowski, uh, could we take that point a bit further? And I said to you at the beginning, uh, you know, uh, the early actions, the early steps, if they were aware in your example of a fever in only one pig, what are the first steps that should be taken after that observation? Well, after observation, it's of course uh, the control of, of body temperature of pigs, and I, well, sometimes from from experience of other veterinarians in Poland, we know that uh, they also mis misdiagnose the disease with uh, with other um, uh, co-infections with, with other uh, diseases like, uh, as I mentioned, the most important uh, was erysiparas. And well, they observe no uh, no changes, no no recovery after application also of uh, antibiotic application. So, uh, but the first step after observation of elevated body temperature or redness of the skin, cyanosis could be a, a collection of of sample of blood for official examination in in reference laboratory or any other nominated laboratory. And I would not go to uh, first to some uh, LFD uh, strips for uh, preliminary diagnosis. I think it's, it's easier and faster just to send uh, samples of blood for, uh, pre for official examination. So you start with, with the blood. Uh, at what stage do you take uh, uh, protective steps uh, according to the animals there? Do you isolate them if there are dead pigs? Of course, what do you do with the dead pigs is the next question. Well, this is also an important issue and, and it's a major uh, concern of veterinary inspection just to prevent further, uh, of course, uh, transfer of transferring of pigs from the uh, suspicious uh, pig holdings and, and also proper um, uh, disposal. But, but before the disposal of dead pigs, also the samples should be uh, collected for further examination just to avoid some uh, false uh, negative results. Uh, so th this is the, the the matter and the important steps uh, which belong to veterinary inspection. So. As a as a scientist, I, I would not go to 
to describe all the the procedure which should be done by uh, by veterinary inspection when, when it's uh, suspicion or suspicion of, of uh, uh, outbreak of African swine fever but uh, as I mentioned the most important also is isolation of the uh, of, of such big holding until uh, the after the issuing and and uh, of, of uh, negative results. Did your study confirm the the viral load of the different uh, you know blood and organs and things like that, which gives us some information on how careful we need to be with the dead pigs and the carcasses and so on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, it, this is important uh, question because uh, we know from our experience as a reference laboratory that if we uh, have suspicion when it comes to the particular pig holding uh, the the most um, uh, the most important uh, results comes from uh, organs and blood uh, it was possible to collect from from that that pig so it's not possible that that, that pig will be uh, negative uh, for african swine fever if, if the uh, etiological uh, agent and uh, the was was african swine fever so this is 100% um, positive but it, when it comes to surveillance of pigs from uh, big pig holdings, big, from big producers, it's it's possible that uh, having only uh, samples, some uh, some representative number of, of samples from uh, from living pigs, uh, some, some samples of blood, it's possible to get false negative results because I mentioned ASF it's slow spreading disease and also it's slow spreading within the uh, within the herd of pigs. So you've sampled the wrong animals to to find the correct result uh, because of that slow spread. Yeah, maybe it's not uh, uh, not issue of sampling of wrong animals, but in case if you have, for instance, one uh, ten thousand of pigs and you have uh, to collect thirty samples for each uh, one thousand of pigs, uh, it's possible that you you will not uh, fit to. Uh, to the to the current course of the disease, and you will uh, collect the, the samples from uh, not affected animals. Uh, so, um, so as I mentioned, also sampling strategy uh, it's 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 crucial to get the firm and uh, the re results which are uh, which are correct. Good. Uh, now, false negatives. Then I understand. What are the possibilities for false positives? Well, it's it's uh, rather very low because, um, well, as I mentioned, the, the the first choice for diagnosis of African swine fever is its molecular method detecting genetic material of African swine fever, and the specificity is close to 100%. We have also the confirmation of a European Reference Laboratory that this this is uh, it's not likely that. So it's possible to get uh, false positive results in uh, in PCR because also parallel presence of additional internal controls which verify the final result. But in case of serological assays, uh, it's up to the um, uh, screening methods used for serological uh, diagnosis like ELISA. So in ELISA, we know this from the past, it's possible that the specificity is 95%. That means that you can get some portion of false uh, positive results, and that's why uh, also the additional uh, confirmatory tests like immunoperoxidase assay, it's recommended 
to to be hundred percent hundred percent positive uh, to have firm results on on the serological uh, diagnosis. But the most important, I think, for big producers, for uh, veterinarians, it's uh, positive results obtained in a molecular method PCR. And we, as I mentioned, we we do not observe uh, false positives. We rather, as I mentioned, could uh, observe some uh, lack of enough information when it comes to surveillance because the representative number uh, of um, of samples which should be collected from pigs it's it's rather designed to 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 have the uh, the, the number of samples for other diseases like uh, so, so surveillance like Aujeski disease or classical swine fever but in case of uh, african swine fever because of also the slow spreading character it could be different so sampling, have you got any guidelines for sampling that you've laid down to to veterinarians for for to overcome that? Have you uh, any particular sampling technique for ASF that you have uh, devised? Yeah, yes, exactly. We also recently updated the uh, procedure, which is uh, prepared also in collaboration with our uh, CVO, and this this is the official. Uh, a procedure for for any veterinarian just to be sure that they they will collect the representative number of samples from uh, suspicious uh, pig holding the same with a description of particular uh, tissues which should be collected to to get the uh, reliable results from a particular farm mm. so there's good confidence level from the correct techniques, the correct sampling, the correct techniques, uh, confirmation in the laboratory, uh, you still rely on uh, interpretation of results or is that not uh, a big issue here, uh, you know, how the results are interpreted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the interpretation of results uh, obtained by molecular methods like real-time PCR, so detecting the uh, the virus and let's say the viremia during the uh, beginning of infection it's it's quite uh, easy because it's based on um, positive or, or negative so it's 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 qualitative not quantitative for a result uh, but as we observed uh, some some uh, some some results taken from uh, of blood taken at the beginning of, of the infection it's 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 possible to, as I mentioned, to get some false uh, false negative because also, uh, well, the, the molecular methods are hundred percent specific. They, they are very sensitive, but at the beginning, it's possible to get false negative uh, results. And when it comes to interpretation of results from serological assays, uh, it's known that the specific antibody, uh, uh, well, which are used for diagnosis of uh, uh, of um, African spine fever, the identification of antibodies could be detected after 10 to 21 days uh, from from the infection, from the beginning of infection, so rather late, and that means that that the virus was active in a particular holding for at least 10 uh, to uh, well, but better from 40 uh, days after infection, and this is also some. Um, uh, some additional points for uh, for veterinarians, uh, for, which is used in in uh, 
in uh, epidemiological investigation to figure out if, if the peaks from particular peak holdings was um, transferred uh, to, to other, uh, other peak holdings uh, located nearby just to, to be sure that uh, all potential um, secondary outbreaks are, are also identified. And you, so tracking of movement is a very important part of the uh, right. control. Uh, you also mentioned you'd, in your study you'd seen chronic clinical signs uh, that uh, suggested that pigs could remain infected for quite a long time, longer than we suppose perhaps. So is that also a message that needs to go out to the veterinarians that uh, uh, the infection can be long-lasting in that way? Yeah, well, indeed. So of course, in our experiment, when we uh, kept the pigs for, for, uh, for a longer time, so after infection uh, over uh, 30 days, it's possible to observe seroconversion. So um, in uh, not in all uh, peaks, but in, in particular peaks, uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's not obvious that it's the, the seroconversion and, and the chronic form is observed in all uh, peaks. Uh, but in fact, uh, such uh, phenomenon of, of seroconversion in, in peak holdings, it's, it's, it's not observed, it's rather rare. We observed maybe few outbreaks from, from 267 outbreaks in, in total from 2014 in Poland. That, that, so we observed only few uh, outbreaks, few peak holdings when we when it was possible to to detect seroconversion in pigs and, and to identify antibodies. So that's mean that, in spite of some limitations in uh, proper diagnosis and in observation of clinical uh, signs, it's possible to um, still to to early identify uh, affected pig holdings and and new outbreaks. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Now, at the start of our conversation, I asked you, are we getting any better at diagnosing ASF? Uh, the other part of that story is, uh, do you think there is further development needed in any particular area of the diagnostic techniques we use? Is there research in one particular area uh, uh, necessary in your view? Well, this is this is a, a good question because at the end, where there are many molecular biology methods developed uh, mainly for um, for rapid diagnosis of, of uh, African spine fever using pensite tests, using uh, recent also development applied in human medicine. But at the end, uh, I I believe that the currently applied diagnostic methods like uh, like identification of genetic material of the viruses is 100% uh, efficient. So I think that the issue and, and um, well, the, also the producers uh, should be focused also on development of uh, very specific methods or may already existed methods, which, which could be capable also to identify uh, the, the virus presence in, in pooled samples. Of, of, of the blood because uh, sometimes there are some requirements to, to go uh, down with the price of particular uh, tests, laboratory tests, and, and to pull samples uh, for, for uh, five or more samples from, from the uh, particular pig holdings. But at the end, we are 
rather uh, aware of such uh, such procedure because uh, also it, it's 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 potential threat to to obtain uh, false negative results. Yes, yes. Professor Wojciechowski, thank you very much indeed for your comments today in this Meet the Expert podcast. Uh, uh, obviously, it's an area we would like to be continuing to watch, and perhaps we could be asking you again in due course uh, for the further developments in this area. But for the moment, can I say many thanks to you and also to our listeners for joining us today in this Meet the Expert podcast brought to you by Beringer Ingelheim. More podcasts in the series will be coming, so stay tuned. Goodbye. <laughs>